0: I am Damla Akhtekin, I am a healer and the host of this podcast, and I can't wait for you to listen to this conversation. Hello, everyone. This is Damla with A Drop of Om. And I'm so, so super excited. I have with me Jamile Jemunja, who is a spirit guide medium, hey house order, and the host of the spirit guide show. She helps people connect with their own spirit guides. And um, Jamile, I've been following your work and loving it. So I'm so excited. So thank you so much for
1: joining us. Well, thank you so much for having it. I'm excited to be here. And I love um, I love to start with because of the
0: times that we're in <laughs> and what we're going through globally as humanity. Uh, w- one thing that I, I saw you talk about and which I loved was you talked about, um, and I want to dive into your story too, but before that, can you um, tell our listeners a little bit about you had this poignant question, which was, is this your time to serve? or is this your
1: time to rest? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Right, so um, I myself and a lot of other people when this whole crazy time started, um, felt like we needed to like get out there, help people be present on social media, for example. I saw lots of other healers and and, and, um, similar people go out there and do lives every single day, just to be there and hold space for everyone. And I thought about it and I was like, I don't think I can like do it. <laughs> like I can't do a go live every single day. It's not sustainable. But I also wanted to be out there and I felt a little bit bad about not being out there like others but at the same time i know that like we all also need rest because we're in a crisis Mm -hmm. so if you're in a crisis you also need time to heal to go into yourself and so to find that balance between serving our communities and and um, finding time for ourselves and to rest and um, that was um, something that was important to to figure out for myself. And I also thought it was important for others to figure out because like I said, some really rushed into like, I need to serve, I need to be there and totally ran into burnout. <laughs> and then others really just rested and withdrew into themselves and, and needed the quiet and didn't feel at all like um, going out there and stepping deeper into their purpose during this time so
0: I, yeah that's I why that. I wanted to address that. Yeah. and I had a similar reaction where um, my reaction or my response to that was I made um, some of the meditations that I already had prepared available for people because again like you I didn't feel like it would serve me or others to be available like 24-7 which by the way I, can't, I have a uh, seven-year-old daughter and I needed to be there for her as well as her family in yes. a amount. So it made no sense. But I love that you're mentioning rest too because um, I'm an intuitive empath and I'm finding um, myself moving through these waves of emotions that are coming and go. And just moving through those waves because of because we're all connected and we're all living through this together, just moving through that is like soul work and so enough
1: yes yes absolutely yes
0: so i want to hear about um tell me about um your story of becoming a speaker and you can keep it short or long it's completely (laughs) up to you but Tom, what i would love to know is like what were um some healing moments or healing steps for you in that journey like what kind of um spiritual or any other kind of healing was
1: happening along the way to bring you here sure so my story really starts when I was born obviously but in this case really good <laughs> because I was born in Colombia my birth mother is of indigenous ancestry so what us people would call Native American in Canada first nations Um, and my dad, I don't know anything about, um, because when I was one year old, my mom gave me up for adoption and I was adopted by my parents who are from Holland, but I grew up in Germany. So I, um, grew up with identity issues. I didn't really know who I was. I didn't, I didn't feel rooted in my life, in myself. I felt like I was just floating and that has nothing to do with, um, my family, my adopted family they're the best parents. Um, I wouldn't want to change anything. But it was just it just comes with when you're adopted, you have like the you don't know your roots, they're cut off. And that has its Yeah, that you feel that most adopted people feel that. And so in my mid 20s, I was in college. I was I went to college because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I was just that's what you do, so I went to college, um, and I wasn't really happy. Um, and so I just felt depressed, I felt low, I didn't know where I wanted to go in my life, and um, I started to be interested in my roots, especially the indigenous roots. So I started looking into that um, and studying um, shamanism, or I should say neo-shamanism. Um, and I started my healing journey that way through spirituality through um, looking at my roots particularly um, my ancestry what their spirituality is like I said I found out it's shamanism I didn't know anything about that I started looking into neo-shamanism etc and I started reading books about that and that kind of connected me to my ancestors in a spiritual form I didn't have the words for that back then but that's really what happened. And so um how I got into spirit guides was that one night um I think it was in October of 2000 I um woke up I was maybe 3 or 4 um in the morning I woke up and I opened my eyes and I saw a man standing in the door of my bedroom and he was like uh, like I see you or anyone else he was standing there and of course I was a little bit like uh, who are you (laughs) (laughs) and he was just wearing jeans no shirt no no shoes no socks short dark hair darker skin um, and he looked South American indigenous and I just stared at him and he just stared back at me (laughs) and my my um, boyfriend at the time was still sleeping soundly next to me didn't notice anything <laughs> and, and then this and i realized that i couldn't move nowadays i know that's um sleep paralysis back then i didn't know what that was i just i couldn't move at all i just could you um move my eyes that was it and then out of nowhere this guy had had this red glowing orb in his hand maybe the size of a baseball and um and yeah, like a little red sun and he threw it towards me and i felt it um that yeah, touched the bed when it when it um, fell on the bed but i couldn't move so and the next thing i knew was that i wake up the next morning open my eyes and my hand goes and tries to find that red glowing orb and in that moment my mind started working again <laughs> i was like what what happened <laughs> And um, I had no idea. And I I called my friend who had started this spiritual journey with me a few months earlier or a few weeks even. And um, I called her. I told her there was this guy. I have no idea what it was. I wasn't scared in the sense that I thought that it was someone who had broken into my home. It didn't feel that way. But I just told her the story. And then three days later, we were signed up to go to a um, workshop on neo-shamanism organized by the Foundation Foundation of shamanic studies and um, and so we took a train to berlin and on the train we talked about my experience again and then when we arrived we went to the workshop space and there our teacher um, told us okay we're going this is an introduction into neo-shamanism or they call it core shamanism i think and um, we are going to the first thing we're going to do is introduce you to your spiritual helpers and this is how you do it and it's basically a guided meditation um, and so he told us, okay, this is how we're going to do it. Before we start, um, usually when you meet your spiritual helpers, they will give you energy um, when you meet them for the first time. And that happens either by they, they give you a hug and you can really feel the energy flow into you. Or sometimes they will give you a red glowing ball of energy. And I was like, <laughs> What? <laughs> And so then I, I would, my friend was sitting next to me and I was like, what? <laughs> and, and we looked at each other and that's how I knew, oh, that the guy in the bedroom a few days earlier was my spirit guide or spiritual helper or whatever you want to call them. And so that was the start of that journey. And um, the more I learned about um, um spirituality and, and followed my spiritual path, the more I learned about spirit guides, the more I felt rooted inside of myself, the more I developed my own spiritual roots, the more I felt comfortable with myself, and the more I developed an identity that was not based on where I was born or or um what country I was born in or these kinds of things or even race it was just a spiritual identity and that really helped me heal that big hole that I'd always had inside of my heart and so um, that was my healing journey um and and um helped me also um yeah heal the adoption wound that I had basically yeah that's how that happened So I want to ask this very basic question
0: for someone who's listening who may not be familiar with what a spirit guide is. Can
1: you give us like the basic? Right. So um, I have my own definition of spirit guides. If you go on the internet, there's different definitions. Every spiritual tradition has different definitions. So my definition is that any kind of being from the higher realms that is connected to us in unconditional love and wants to help us on our spiritual path or in day-to-day life is a spirit guide. And that what I learned from my spirit guides is that there are seven types of spirit guides. So you have, and I hope I'm not going to forget one, Um, you have angels, you have ancestors, So everyone knows what an angel is. I don't think I have to explain that. But um, ancestors, so that could be um, direct ancestors like your grandparents, great-grandparents, or ancestors that are way further back, like hundreds or thousands of years back. And it also includes um, ancestors in the sense of a spiritual lineage, so they're not biologically your ancestors but they're um, in in a um, spiritual sense your ancestors or even in a professional sense for example if you're a a student and you want to become a doctor then maybe there is a spirit that um, was also a doctor or a healer and wants to help you and I count that as ancestor as well as well so then you have um, nature spirits so elves fairies gnomes etc Um, You have star beings, otherwise known as aliens, but I don't like to call them that because when I say aliens, people think about scary Hollywood movies, (laughs) and that's not what it's like. And also because um, star beings also includes um, the spirits of the planets and the stars themselves, and also beings that are not physical but are um, other dimensional beings that do not reside here on our planet. So then, how many did we have? Three. Angels, ancestors, nature spirits, star beings. Um, Then there are um, ascended masters, which were once humans here on Earth, but they um, uh, reached enlightenment and left the reincarnation cycle, so they don't reincarnate anymore. Then you have uh, deities, so gods and goddesses. Um, from all cultures. Sometimes they are still known under their names. Sometimes their names have been forgotten and they're coming back through individual people by connecting to people. And then last but not least, you have animal guides. So these are not the spirits of specific animals. So it's not like your dog that has died, but it's like the spirit of the species. Of the entire species. So um, let's say bear spirit is one of my guides. Um, that's not an individual bear, but is like the spirit of the like entire essence, species. Yeah. Essence yeah. of the
0: animal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that you mentioned, which I love, is that you you say that this kind of um receiving wisdom from spirit guides is available for, for people even though even if they don't see like you do or hear the guidance um so how how do we connect with them and how do we receive guidance and wisdom and protection or whatever it is that we want or blessings from that
1: so the thing is like they guide us and help us um even if we don't know that they exist, like there are people that have never heard about spirit guides. They still have spirit guides. They're still being guided by them because they work with our intuition and our unconscious, our subconscious. So um, if we drive in our cars and suddenly you have the intuition to take a different route to work, and then later on you find out that there was an accident on the uh, on the path that you usually take, that could have been your spirit guide that used your intuition to guide you Um, so we don't have to be psychic we don't have to be a medium or a shaman or a professional healer or anything like that to work with our guides they know how to work with us um, even though we haven't developed like the ability to consciously communicate with them Mm -hmm. so
0: is there a uh, permission issue though like do we just call out to them or do they help regardless of whether we try to connect with them or not?
1: We definitely have to give them permission, but that happens on a soul level. So you can also do it on a conscious level, on the the human level, in the sense that you sit down and do a meditation and quiet your mind, and then you say out loud, I'm open to the wisdom and guidance um, of my spirit guides. That helps, that gives an extra layer, but our soul has already given permission even before we incarnated. In this lifetime
0: okay I'm curious to know King um, would you be open to telling us a little bit about your relationship with your guides and what kind of guidance you continue to receive from them and how like which, which kinds of um,
1: guides do you feel are strongest for you so um guides I want to say one thing before I go into this um, we all have a team of guides. So there can be two or three different guides that are with us our entire lives. And then we have what I call specialty guides and they come in um, for specific situations in your life. So for example, um, you're going through a divorce and there are angels that basically specialize in helping people go through a divorce. So they come in for that time and then they leave when you're fine again. So one of my um, guides... Uh, core team guides is like, um, I call him grandfather bear. Um, so that would be an animal guide. And he hel- um, is my healing guide. So he helps me with healing. He helps me personal healing when I need healing, but he also helps me when I um, do readings, for example. And and when he comes in, I always know, okay, the person in front of me needs a healing. And he will tell me what to do. Because I never um, um, learned any healing profession so I just do whatever he says and usually it's like sending energy or sometimes like a kind of chanting um, and that's one of my guides so he does anything to do with healing and he was one of the first that I met um, when I started this whole journey um, and then another one that I like to work with who's also one of my core team is um, the goddess Yemanya um, she's an African goddess who was brought over to the Americas and, and everywhere else through the enslaved people, um, the African people that were enslaved. Um, and she is the goddess of water. And um, funny enough, um, so in, in in the traditional... Um, Yoruba uh, tradition where she comes from she has different paths so like different aspects and one of them is um, where she is um, they say she is often seen in the marketplace and that's the (laughs) part that works with me because she helped me set up my business (laughs) so she helped me um get learn about like online business and not in the sense that she said okay here's how you use zoom not (laughs) but more in the sense of like um guiding me in that direction of exploring online business and exploring these kinds of things um so yeah that's that's two of the guides that I work with yeah, I want to tell a story and then I want to ask you a
0: question. So, one of my favorite uh stories to tell people is I, um, I'm Claire Odeon, so I, I work with guidance as well. So, one day I was driving through town and it was a beautiful summer day. I had my windows down, obviously, beautiful, sunny, and then I kept hearing, like, you know, close the window or close the, shut the, shut up the window, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then yeah. two, two seconds later, I'm at a stop sign and there was this beautiful flower bed and like a little tiny park next to me and a sprinkler comes no. in <laughs> and like soaks me <laughs> inside the car. So um which I had to laugh. I was just laughing. I was yeah. like, okay, this is a good reminder, like you gotta yes. listen.
1: So, what's what are your thoughts about that in in terms of? Yes, I think that was a really good um, lesson from your guides, because it was it, you, you felt the consequences, but they weren't like severe consequences. It was just something that made you laugh and you were a little bit wet. <laughs> but yes, always listen to your intuition because your guides might be speaking through your intuition, and sometimes it's a like when you, what I tell people always is like. Um, start small when it comes to your intuition if you're someone who's not used to listen to your intuition then start small like little decisions that you make like what should i eat tonight this or that and then listen to your intuition and follow that because it's not a big decision there's no big consequences but if you do that and 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 really um um, yeah develop your intuition like that then later on when it's important you know what to do like in your situation it could have been something different it could have been that you if you hadn't rolled up your window that you would have been robbed or mugged or something yes and so, and so um when you you need to like learn and train yourself to listen listen to your intuition and your guides um because yeah it can be important at some point yeah and, and it was because we were
0: we were about to travel and I was preparing a few things and then after that I, like I had to ma- make a few decisions for our travel and I was like okay I'm gonna listen we'll do <laughs>
1: yeah exactly yeah exactly <laughs> so,
0: so how currently how do you experience that guidance for
1: you how does it work so for me it's mostly clear cognizant so I just know things and i should probably explain what that means so there um, we have our um, normal physical senses like seeing hearing etc and we have the um, um, psychic equivalents um, and I want to say right away we all have them um, you do not have to be a, a professional psychic or anything we all have them so you have um, Audience is what you uh, mentioned like is clear hearing you hear your spirit guides for example that does oh um, yeah there is also two different ways so you have objective clairvoy uh, clair audience which is mean which means you hear a voice outside of you like you like i hear your voice um some people have that um, when they wake up or before they go to sleep they sometimes hear someone call their name that's fairly common um and then you have um subjective audience, which is inside of your head so you don't hear it outside, you hear it um, just like when you talk to yourself inside your head. Uh, it's an internal voice. and that's just as valid as the objective one. So you have clair, clair audience, then you have clairvoyance, which is clear seeing. Um, again, can be objective. like I saw my spirit guide in physical form appear in front of me, but usually I experience it as um, seeing something inside of my mind's eye. Um just like if um I close my eyes and I remember what I had for dinner last night and I see it in front of me, that's how it works um then you have clear cognizance that's um what I have mostly is when you just know things, and that's really hard for people to to um conceptualize and people who are cognizant usually don't realize it because it's, it doesn't come from anywhere. You don't see an image, you don't hear anything. You just know it's like an internal knowing. Um, and so that's how it works for me. Um, a lot of people that have that are idea people. They have lots of insights and ideas. They're often entrepreneurs, for example. Um, And then you have um, clairsentience, which is clear feeling. So um, these are people that feel others' emotions, like empaths. If you're an empath, you can um, train your empathy to be clairsentient. Um, So you use your empathy to not just feel other people's emotions, but you feel your spirit, guys, and you get your messages like that um, that can also be physical, that you actually, for example, feel other people's pain. Like a lot of um, healers have that, that, um, when they look at, um, their clients, um, their patients, they can feel their own knee hurting and then they know, oh, my patient has like problems with their knees, for example. Yeah. I Um, have a little little bit of that, which was
0: confusing. Um, because I didn't realize it for the longest, for the majority of my life. And I kept sensing like I was feel I just, just feeling too much. And I couldn't, I didn't have the words to define what too much was. But once I understood it's, oh, like this isn't necessarily mine or me. And I, exactly. can, I can use that to help people, which was super
1: useful. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, and then you have um, Claire scent which is clear smelling so a good example is if um, you suddenly smell your grandma's perfume even though your grandma has passed three years ago Um, that usually means your grandma is here and says hi and she uses your clear scent to get your attention Um, or you smell your grandpa's um, pipe these kinds of things. And then you have the last one is Claire um gustins which is clear tasting. Um so clear scent and clear gustins are fair not very common but it does happen. Uh, so clear gustins is clear tasting um and for example you suddenly taste the cookies your grandma used to make you when you were 5 years old. So it's it's the 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 taste. And all of these clears can be used by your spirit guides to communicate with you. And like I said, for me, it's mostly clear cognizance and clairvoyance. So that's how I communicate with my guides. And I um, sometimes I sit down to really meditate and, and, and um, talk to them in that sense. Um, but oftentimes I it just happens throughout the day. Like I have to make a decision and I just close my eyes and tune in and then I get information that i need and then i carry on with my day yeah i get a lot when i uh wake up in the morning the when that time between
0: dream and awakeness and and i like to ask like what's what should be my priority today or what what do i need to work on today (laughs) and there are a few like very poignant answers usually in that time Uh, and definitely meditation right it's it quiets everything down and then you can find um, a way to talk and connect with the spirit yes. world. So I, w- I would love to know when you're working with people and when you're connecting them to their spirit guides, um, what are the most common messages
1: um, that you hear for people? Good question. Um, let me think about that. I think most yeah, most messages in the end come down to um, having to to direct people back to their own soul, um, and that can take different forms. But in the end, it's usually about um, their guides wanting them to go back to connect, reconnect with themselves, their inner selves, their soul, their spirit, so they can find their path again. Because sometimes we we are. All, off our path a little bit, um, for whatever reasons. And that's usually when our spirit guides come in and say, like, gently bringing them back. Um, so that's in the end, that's really what it comes down to most of the time.
0: Yeah. So, um, when, whether we're working with, um, spirit guides with ourselves or whether we're working with someone like you, um, how do we, um, okay, let me formulate this. It was in my mind and then it just flew away. Maybe I meant yeah. to. something <laughs> happens. <laughs> so, um, okay, what do you, um, when, when we are in a place where we really want to hear, like when we're, finding that um it's really hard to connect to our soul
1: what do you recommend to people when that happens okay so there's a um what i recommend what i learned from my teachers and i um i've been trained and i'm still training um as a classical medium in a tradition of um, um, spiritualism which is talking to the dead um that's the technique i also use to talk to spirit guides Um, So what I learned is um, a meditation called sitting in the power. And that means that you sit and first you um, um, connect with the earth and with the universe to balance yourself. And then um, you um, focus on your third chakra and you um, expand the energy of your third chakra because your third chakra is like your the seat of your personal power, of your personal energy. And so you expand that energy outwards until it fills your entire aura. And then you just sit in your own energy, in your own power. And you do that because, first of all, it's healing to just be with yourself and push every other energy out. And also because it helps us to, um, n- yeah, because most people don't know, Their own energy. They don't know what it feels like to be just in their own energy. And if you don't know what it's like to feel your own energy, you also can't feel if your spirit guides are near because you're just not used to feel yourself. Um, And so i think i forgot your question sorry Can you ask <laughs> no that was beautiful i was asking like what if
0: like you're really desperate for guidance and you don't oh right okay you want to so, hear
1: yeah
0: so you're what you're saying is like just start with yourself like yes your That's own being the seat
1: yes sit with yourself sit in your own power first do that for a, a week and then the next step is to when you um you build your power, you sit in your own energy, and then you ask your guys to step into that sacred space that you created with your own energy. Ask them to step into your energy. And um, if then you can feel the difference like you can actually feel when they come in you might feel suddenly really hot or suddenly really cold or your nose starts tingling that's different for everyone or you have like shivers or whatever it is but something will happen or you see certain colors um and then you you ask them to step out of your aura again and um when the the sign like the the just this like suddenly being cold suddenly being hot disappears then you know that was their sign that they're here. And then you ask them to come into your space again. And so you can determine, oh, okay, so this is what happens when they're here. This is what happens when they leave. And that's how you can start a a communication with your guides. And you can use that to, for example, um, um, ask yes and no questions. So for example, you ask them, should I, I don't know, travel to Hawaii or to Peru. And then they can give you answers with like these signs, like their, um, what do they usually call it? I forget. Um, Calling card. So these, this like getting really hot, getting really cold, your nose starts itching. That's their calling card that they're near. And they can, you can use it to communicate. That's the easiest way in the beginning. And then you can build on that and have real conversations with them.
0: What is healing for you? What does healing mean to you?
1: I think I have to go back to that answer that I said earlier. Healing really means to come back to our own soul, to our innermost being, and to um, um, realign with ourselves and, and find an authentic expression of our soul think that's what healing means yeah. to me and you actually I remembered my question and you actually
0: answered that my question was like what about all this work is healing whether we do it ourselves or whether we work w- with someone like you to connect with the spirit guys like what's the whole purpose and what about it is healing which is what you just said connecting with yeah. your own inner yeah. soul and inner and that should be enjoyable and that
1: should be like good and that should feel good right yes absolutely yeah that's the whole point like we're not here to suffer we're here to have an uh, interesting and fun experience um, and to grow and to learn and to evolve and and we can only do that when we're connected with ourselves and and, um, follow the path that we set out to follow
0: yeah what do you uh, what advice do you have for other healers or intuitives like you who are sort of discovering their gifts and they want to do good out in in the world they want to help people connect with their essence what advice do you have for them good question
1: i would say don't underestimate yourself because a lot of people think oh well yes i might to have just discovered that i have healing abilities or intuitive abilities but there are others out there that are, that are so much better than me i don't have anyone anything to share no like um you have something to share you just share it with the people that are um how do i explain it's like um it's like a ladder so people are on different rungs of the ladder and it doesn't matter where you are there are always people a little bit lower not not in a bad sense but there are always people that are a step behind you and these are the people that you can help it doesn't matter if someone else is like way in front of you there are always people that are behind you and you turn around and help them Um, and I think um, so basically what I'm trying to say is like believe in yourself and share your gifts
0: yeah no I love that I love that and I just want to add to that I feel like we're in a time where uh, not doing that is no longer optional it's, yes. If you're an analytical person, share that. But if um you know you have intuitive gifts, share that. And not only that, if you're an intuitive and you're feeling not so strong in your left brain, I feel like we're the time we need to like use all of our tools and gifts and abilities. So we're, yes. we're to open up and really listen and ground all of our gifts in our bodies and bring it out into the world. Yes.
1: Yes. And you're totally right with we're in a time we can't afford to not believe in ourselves and then be scared to step out and and to really step into our purpose. We need everyone, like every single one of you out there. We need you. (laughs) All right. So um,
0: thank you so, so much, Gemma. I want to ask, is there anything else you want to share with people who might be who are listening?
1: So um, if you're interested in finding out, like I mentioned earlier, the seven types of spirit guides. If, they're, if you're interested in finding out which one, then you can um, go to my website. I have a quiz there and you can take that quiz and I will tell you which type of guide you have. And that's important to know because depending on which type you have, um, you can follow different paths of connecting with them. For example, a deity um, will expect different things from you than a nature spirit. So if, for example, you have a nature spirit as a guide, then obviously it's a good idea to go out in nature to connect with them. Um, if you have a star being as a spirit guide, then it might be a good idea to try at night while you look at the stars. So knowing your type of guide is um, important to connect. With.
0: San- that was my answer from the quiz. I,
1: I got it. Yeah. San- yeah. san- <laughs> yeah. Awesome. How do we connect with them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, and, and every type has different ways of connecting with them. Another tip um, when it comes to that is um, when you know, for example, you have a deity as a, as a spirit guide, then do some research. Like what did other spiritual traditions or individual people do to connect with deities? Um, you can look into paganism. They are very much working with deities and gods and goddesses and, and study that um, spiritual tradition a little bit or uh, look into the African religions. It doesn't mean that you have to like follow their path and become a member and then completely immerse yourself into that. It just means like, look at that and how do they do it? Again, also it doesn't mean that you have to completely emulate them, be mindful to not just like steal other people's spiritual um, traditions, um, but be inspired by it and and, and, um, that can help you connect build a closer connection to your spirit guides
0: what i'm hearing from you Gemma, is that just this inviting this playful curiosity like opening up what what else might be possible for me what else can i play with and invite into my
1: experience exactly yes
0: so thank you so so much and if anyone and i will include the links but um you have uh, a beautiful website the spiritguidemedium.com uh, people can find you on Instagram. And I love that you, um, you have a, a show called The Spirit Guide Show where you actually do mini readings. Yes, and, um, your new book is coming out, which I'm so excited about.
1: Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that too? Sure. So it's called The Seven Types of Spirit Guides, How to Connect and Communicate with Your Cosmic Helpers. And it will be, um, or is being published by Hay House and will come out in October. So it's not there yet. Although, to be honest, if you find it, you can already find it on Amazon and pre-order it. Um, uh, and yeah, it's about like um, the different types of spirit guides, their um, characteristics, their gifts, the challenges also from, um, when you work with them and what um, having this type of Um, says about you as well. And then um, the second part or the third part actually um, is about um, how to connect with them and how to create your own DIY spirit guide ceremony during which you can connect with your guide. And the quiz that's on my website, an extended version is also in the book. um, So you can find out which type you have. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here and doing the work
0: that you do. Um, I know for, for us healers, sometimes it can feel like, you know, are we doing enough, <laughs> enough? but I feel like you're already, like you're offering so much, so much good wisdom and like grounded advice about, pe- you know, how people can connect to their souls and their soul helpers. So thank you so, so much, Emily. Oh, thank you. Thank you so for much joining for joining us. Me. And I just want to um, invite our listeners to visit your website as well as go to my website which is a drop of um, om dot com, and there you can find a resource called 12 questions to determine your energetic wounds which you can download and see where you can begin your healing journey and there's a lot of good resources Um, i have two free meditations that you can download um, and a lot of uh, insights on how to heal your energetic wounds so thank you so so much Thank you.